0: Hey, hey, this is Megan and you're listening to the Salesy Podcast. This is a podcast for a modern business owner where you will learn how to build your business while staying true to yourself at the same time. As a sales expert of the last eight years and a online business owner, I am here to teach you tangible sales techniques rooted in psychology and human behavior. Get your earbuds on and your Salesy notebook out and let's get started today. Welcome back to another episode of Salesy. I am so excited for y'all to meet Melissa. She is a loving mom too, and her true passion is helping others because she has moved from being a nurse to a CEO. And so she is multi-passionate when it comes to her career, leading a team and coaching women in their group programs. Melissa, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Megan. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited. We're just going to dive right in, like no foreplay. <laughs> Tell me about like why you moved from being a nurse and starting your own thing and like what kind of started that? Um, So I had been
1: unsatisfied and burnt out in nursing for a little while. I've been doing some like MLMs and planning a trip to Disney to kind of like sidetrack my unhappiness with nursing. And then a tragic event happened where I went through severe trauma on the job that kind of forced me to, you know, take a step back and see what I really wanted in life. So when we were coming back from our Disney trip, I said, I can't go into nursing again. I just I can't I can't do that's my family. I can't be living my whole life scared to go to work I can't be living my whole life, not really seeing what my children are up to because I learned a lot about them while we were away. And I just said, I can't be sleepwalking through my life. So obviously nursing is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. So I have to figure out my own path. And I walked away without a clear plan. I went on stress leave and I had an amazing boss at the time who I casually been showing apartments for, offer me a full-time job while I figured out what I wanted to do, which was life-saving because when you walk away from a solid career, you're like, okay, how am I going to pay my bills next month? She gave me that, that bridge to figure out what I wanted to do. And she was quite encouraging on building my social media business that I have been building for the past two years. So she, yeah, she gave me all the extra training I needed. She pushed me out of my comfort zone to make sure that I was going after my dream and not her dream of building her business.
0: That is just like so touching. And it's so crazy what happens like when you take the leap. I know so many people get stuck in taking the leap, but it's like, just take the leap. Did you leave nursing before the pandemic or was it like it was.
1: It was actually probably about eight months before the pandemic, so it kind of worked out good for me um, because I would have been a little nervous nursing during the pandemic. I was already working sixty to eighty hour weeks, so I could only imagine what the pandemic would have held. Uh, although I did get regarded quite nastily by some of the ex nurses that I wasn't nursing during the pandemic, but it it worked. Uh, I have recently started the process to be casually nursing again. Um, The reason being this time is so I can keep my license, but it's not going to be my career. My career is my business. So it's nice having it as a choice instead of the only way to make money.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting too the response you get kind of when you leave the industry and like how it's kind of, I was talking to a friend the other day and it's like, you know, the blue pill and the red pill and the matrix and how would you kind of escape the matrix? At first, a lot of people are really shocked. I know I had that experience too. When I like, I got fired, but I was leaving anyways. And then in addition to that, like I had a pretty like comfy contract job. And I remember coming to my mom and being like, yeah, I'm not renewing for next school year. And her being like, well, like what's your backup plan? And me being like, this is, the only plan. There is no backup plan. Like I'll figure it out. So now you are a founder and lead social media strategist for your company. And then you're also doing creator and career strategy for another company. And you also run an Instagram about gluten-free lifestyle. How do you find, I mean, that's a lot of like social media and creating, how do you find social media and how did you start, like, were you showing up on social media before as a nurse or was this like thrusting into social media and this new career that you have?
1: Um, so in my MLM experience, I was doing Monet. I don't know if you know what that is, but I was doing the the shampoo and they offered all this social media training. So I was slowly doing my journey of getting my hair. Like I've always had my hair, but my hair was thinning. So getting my hair back to a nicer looking hair that I could enjoy because of the stress from nursing. I was losing my hair. Um, So I was documenting that process and I would talk about nursing here and there, but I was using social media more as a, a, personal space, but I was in love with it. I was always taking courses. I was always doing more and more and more that this one boss who took me on actually asked me to do the socials there so I started for her renting properties. So I would take photos of all the properties. I would take small videos and build that content. And that attracted two other clients to come on board right away. So I already had three clients right off the bat, like within two weeks of leaving nursing. So it was kind of my sign that that's the direction I had to go. But I never really owned a business other than MLM marketing. So I had to kind of you know, do everything wrong before I could do everything right and teach myself how to run a business. Uh, About a year into leaving nursing, I was able to 100% walk away from my other job, uh, which was nice and run my own business and have it satisfy two salaries because I had a business partner for a little while. So we were able to pay both of our salaries off of just running social media.
0: That's incredible. That is really incredible. And what I love that you said is like making all the mistakes. I have a business degree and they didn't teach me anything about how to <laughs> run an online business. Like, and that's also like a part of like, we're seeing people grow so much faster in the industry too, is because like, we had to make all of these mistakes and learn all these things. And then we teach them so that people don't have to make the same mistakes. And like, you know this with working with content like Instagram has vastly changed over a few years like two years ago it used to be like photos and long captions and then they brought in reels and it's just like ever evolving with kind of this like it sounds like for you you've really gotten comfortable outside of the comfort zone were there any moments that you were kind of like I don't know if I'm cut out for this if you feel like sharing
1: Oh, absolutely. There's been quite a few moments. So, as you said before, I have multiple companies that I do things for. So, uh, coaching women in leaving a job the way I did was definitely outside of my comfort zone because I didn't feel like I, why do they need to listen to me? So, after my first launch with that and it wasn't very successful, I did feel like, okay, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. But I realized how many women were actually reaching out to me. They just weren't ready to commit yet. So then I was like, okay, I'm in the right space. I just have to take a step back and figure out how to better position myself confidently so that I can show up best for them. Um, The mommy and daughter blog, where we talk about gluten-free, that was completely out of my comfort zone because we started doing cooking shows. And I was not comfortable with my own body. So I definitely wanted to give that up so many times, but I'm happy that we're getting back into that as she's getting older. Uh, Probably three months ago, I wanted to walk away from my business after having uh, experience with a bad employee. Um, But you learn that when you're ready to give up is when you're about to expand bigger. Uh, You slowly learn that as you go through the process and watching things happen. So every time I feel like I want to give up, I know that something big is about to happen.
0: Literally everything breaks before like your biggest breakthrough. Like it's just like things are not working. And for me, I struggled with that. It sounds like you did too for so long of like, it's not working and you need it to work and you feel, you almost feel like insane, but it's definitely those moments. Like, Last time I had a really big breakthrough in my business. And right now we're going through a really big breakthrough. Like last time my phone broke. This time I ran over tar, like road tar on my tire and I like don't know how to get it off. It's, it's its own thing. And that I think that's one of those like lessons that as a business owner, we can preach it. But when you learn it, it's so different. So over the last two years, obviously, lots of things have happened for you and lots of things have changed. What's some advice you would give someone who is multi-passionate, ready to leave their career, and maybe afraid to get out of that like comfort zone?
1: Find a tribe. And I know that sounds cliche, but find a group of people who are going through similar things at the similar time as you and get together with them regularly. For a little while, I didn't have... group of girls that I could reach out to and chat with. Um, I had friends in different businesses, so they really didn't understand what I was going through. So it was hard. So finding those people and bouncing those ideas, like after we're done recording this, I'm meeting with them. We meet every two weeks. We bounce everything off of each other. We work through problems because they're in the same spot. They're going through the same things you are. So they can give you advice on what they just worked through. So it's easier when you have a sounding board than doing it all by yourself. So the biggest piece of advice is if you're going to leave a career or if you're going to make a big change, find other people that are doing the exact same thing right now.
0: Yes. And I think the one thing that like I struggled with for so long is like, I definitely had like a sisterhood wound almost of like not wanting to be friends with girls because of past relationships. And sometimes you do have to like, you know, try people out. It sounds weird, but like some people are for you and some people aren't for you. There's two people that I always talk to that come to mind. And there's been times where I've like literally called either one of them or most of the time we FaceTime and I'm like, am I crazy? Like, it, like, is this just gonna like implode and having those people, you know, this can like talk you off the cliff, which is so nice sometimes because like right before a big breakthrough, you're also ready to burn down your entire business and just like go get a job at Starbucks.
1: Absolutely. And earlier this week, uh, I actually did have a a friend talk me off the ledge, so to say. Um, My oldest child started high school and is having a hard time adjusting to that. Uh, So they're good for more than just business. So sometimes if they're moms, like I'm a mom, then it's good that they can give you insight to what you're up against uh, when it comes to parenting. So it's it's really nice to find those people that are in the same spot as you, because I can tell you, my husband has no sweet clue what I do every day. He just knows when the money comes in. Yeah.
0: And they also, men, I think have a different way. Um, I learned in therapy that men internally process things and it's not all true. It's not true about all men, but that typically like they like to internally work through it. Where women, why we do so well in talk therapy as we like to externally process. And that also comes from too, if you think about like evolutionary, if you go way back when you know, women used to be together, raising the kids, having the village where the men would be out doing things by themselves. And so it's it's so nice. I know, like, in my friend's group chat, we, uh, we saw a TikTok one time, and basically, you can say immunity necklace, and then say anything that's off the cuff. (laughs) And like, it's a judgment free zone. And I've definitely had to use that sometimes. And sometimes they're like, I know, we're like, in that realm, but like, you're okay. And it's fine. And those types of things. Yeah. I think the last question I have for you, and obviously a lot of like my clients and my listeners are moms. How do you kind of balance both of it? Cause you have so many multi-passionate projects and it sounds like your kids are also getting older too. Yeah.
1: Both my kids. So one's in junior high, one's in high school. So they are both teenagers, which makes some things a little easier Uh, because if anybody has teenagers, they tend to lock themselves in the room and not talk to you at the end of the day. Um, So that's a little nice sometimes, but I block my days. Uh, So if it's say grocery day, I will block going to the grocery store off and then make sure I get a certain amount of work done and then make sure that I get a certain amount of time in with my family. Family is incredibly important to me Uh, For the first year, I didn't prioritize them as much as I should, and I worked those 16-hour days as entrepreneurs do, but I got burnt out so fast that I've learned how to read my body signs if something's too much. Uh, Luckily, I have an amazing virtual assistant, uh, so I can dump extra work onto her when I absolutely need it, uh, just to make sure that I have time for myself. I have decided probably about a year ago to take two days off. They don't have to be the same two days in a row, but two days off a week where I don't touch work at all. And that has been a game changer in setting those boundaries with my clients as well. So they get a schedule a week out on what days I'm off and do not disturb me during those days.
0: Yeah, The two days off, like if it's two days in your week or two days at the same time, I've also implemented that recently and it's game changing. I mean, mine tend to be weekends because my partner works like a traditional job. And like one of my days, I'm not going to lie, I just like lay in bed. I obviously don't have kids yet, but like getting just like physical downtime is so important. And like, as we continue to grow our businesses too, you just need time to like, you know, be a couch potato and just hang out or just like be you and not be the business owner. So I have, yeah, I've loved talking to you. And I know everybody who's listening to this episode are going to want to connect with you. So we, end kind of two specific ways, one, what's one piece of advice you would give someone. We already kind of talked about this, but one piece of advice you would either give someone or give yourself a year ago, knowing what you know now. And two, Where can they connect with you after they listen to this episode? Um, So the one piece of advice is make the
1: jump, make the leap, stop second guessing it and just take the action to get off the ledge and make that leap. Uh, Because as soon as you do, so many doors are going to open up for you. I held myself back for probably three years before I made the jump. And as soon as I did, everything just kind of became more clear uh, while I was in that transition before the jump, everything was foggy and seemed impossible. Uh, so as soon as you make that leap, everything opens up and your head clears. I promise you. I've witnessed it many times as I've coached other women doing that. Uh, and to get in touch with me, I think the best app is Instagram. And it's at Melissa M Burbridge, uh, because I'm often on Instagram, even if i I find if people get in touch with me on Facebook, I don't see it. If they get in touch with me on TikTok, uh, my daughter usually has my phone watching TikTok. So I miss the messages. Uh, So yeah, Instagram is the easiest way.
0: Yeah. If you try to get in touch with me on Facebook, it's not going to happen. We'll obviously link everything down below. And if you guys haven't, check out the show notes for a free gift from Melissa. Melissa, thank you so much. I know it was short and sweet, but it was powerful. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. If you have loved today's podcast episode, go ahead and take a moment to rate and review on whatever you choose as your platform to listen. Rating and reviews help us not only be able to serve you deeper, but to bring more people in to learn more about sales. If you ever want to check out the behind the scenes, go down to the show notes. My Instagram is always linked, and I will see you next Wednesday for another episode of Salesy.